Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is time for episode 51 of the Rocket Punchcast. We're back. Man, it doesn't feel like 51. It, it It's 51. <sighs> no, I'm just saying with both Game of the Years thrown in there, it doesn't feel like 51. I mean, let's be real. I think it's closer to like 80 episodes at this point. <laughs> yeah. But... We are officially on episode 51. We have taken a one-month hiatus, of course, to take uh, take care of the age-old question of what was the best game of last year. Yes. We did our Rocket Punch Game of the Year. 2016, it was a bloodbath. I believe the... Um, the blood god has been satiated for now. Dark Carnival, Shit Show. What was the other one? Shit Show was the most popular. Black Parade, that was it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was... Game of the Year 2016. Um, you can go back through the podcast feed and see all 10 episodes, including the finale, Game of the Year 2016, the three-hour epic saga conclusion, <laughs> yes. uh, blood, sweat, tears all along the way, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It was a great time. With plenty of arguing as well. There was, oh, I mean, it's basically 10 episodes of arguing. I'm okay with this. It's really fun. Um, Go back and check it out for sure. But we are back. It is the end of January. Actually, probably closer to the beginning of February by the time you hear this. But we are back on schedule with Rocket Punchcast coming at you every week um, for an hour or two. Usually an hour. We try to keep it to an hour. Between an hour and an hour and a half of us talking about video games and a microphone. So I am Seth. This is Will. Hi, guys. We are going to... Rocket off, rocket punch, <laughs> rocket out. See what I did there? Yeah, the last one was best. I mean, we we started with like a little a, a grove, and then the humor got so dry, it's like a desert now. Oh, well, so we're British? Out. I I'm lost now. The British are tend tend to have very dry senses of humor. That, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. Uh, no, we're gonna be talking about video games. What we've played this week. And then we're going to kick in and talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we may have missed in the month of January as Game of the Year was coming out. Uh, things happened. Usually things don't happen in January, but they did, and we're going to talk about them right here in episode 51. So first off, as always, what did we play this week? How did we feel about it? What have you been up to, Will? Tell me about it. Well, I've decided to reconnect with the older roots. And when I say older, I don't mean like the SNES or the NES. I'm, I went Game Boy Advance. And so Cam and I did a little something. We played some Advance Wars. A little something, something. Yeah, we played some Advance Wars for our Patreon page. Ooh. That's probably over at patreon.com slash rocket punch. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Um, just went live, actually. Sweet. So if you are a $3 or above yep. Yep. contributor, you can get access to that exclusive Patreon Rocket Punch plays that. So let's. What do we got now? We got an exclusive bonus episode of the Rocket Punch Cast. Correct. Every month. Yep. We have an exclusive episode of Tank and Spank that's Cor being added into the mix. Yes. And now exclusive Rocket Punch plays. That is also correct. That are only available for P Patreon subscribers at three dollars or more. Also correct. Yes. So if you don't know what Patreon is, um, Patreon is a monthly. Basically, contributor program where you can contribute directly to Rocket Punch. It helps us grow. It helps us replace equipment and just basically keep this show running. Um, and with your help, with as little as a dollar a month, you can help us do that. Um, however, three dollars a month will get you all of these bonus episodes. So head over to Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash Rocket Punch, and you can get Advance Wars. Did you have any other 
that that is going to be our series for right now for okay. Patreon, where it's you get to listen to myself and Cam be derpy as we try to kill each other in Advance Wars. Good. Oh, so you're doing verses? Yes. Yes. So yes, I remember handing my friends uh, the Game Boy Advance back and forth. Yeah, we used to do that all the time yeah. back in the day, and so we're trying to bring that back. Good. Good. That's over at patreon.com slash rocket punch. That sounds really, really awesome. Now, what I really spent a lot of my time playing this week, Mm -hmm. they kind of re-released Pokemon Snap on the Wii U. Re-released Pokemon Snap. Yes, because, you know, it was on the N64. That was one of those games everyone wanted a port. Or everyone wanted, like, a new version of it on the Wii U. Everybody wanted a new version. We got the old version for $10. Well. So, I handed Nintendo my credit card. I'm joking. I threw it at my screen. And no, you established like, the direct deposit straight into Nintendo's accounts. Yes, yes, I did. Actually, place, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, honestly, I've almost rebeaten the game now. You know, I'm trying to unlock the last level. That's where I'm at. And oh god, that game is so good, but it has not aged well at all. It's like, oh man, we take a lot of things for granted nowadays. Yep. <laughs> the art is. It looks like trash on an HD TV. It looks like trash. Yeah, I mean those the anytime you're playing those types of systems on HD TVs, they just but I've honestly been playing without the TV and just playing on the Wii U tablet because it looks better. Yeah, I can imagine that that looking better. But I will say honestly, it's a lot of fun. I I still like trying to make Pikachu get on the surfboard. Yeah. It's like, here, I'm going to throw apples over there to try to get you over there so I can get the picture. And then once it's on the surfboard, I turn on the, the music he hates. So he starts thundering and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, because you got to do it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's been my week in games. I've just been rebeating an old classic. Getting back to your roots. Yeah. Now, if that means if you've been playing it, that probably means there's a Rocket Punch place somewhere. There is something hidden somewhere at some point. Ah. Mm. Yes. Maybe you should go check out youtube.com slash rocket punch go. That's where all of our normal YouTube content lives. And Will has been bossing out those rocket punch plays recently, as well as some of our new shows that we've got uh, PlayStation indoctrination. Where Cam tries to get you to give a shit he about tries PlayStation. To, yep, he tries real hard to make me give a shit about PlayStation, um, and I foil him every step of the way. It's great. Uh, no, in seriousness, it is uh, me going back trying to catch up on PlayStation with all of the new new quote-unquote series and franchises. Basically, I've never owned many PlayStation exclusives, so I'm just trying to get back. Uh, so that's a new series. We just did our first episode of Anime Book Club featuring yes. Yuri on Ice. We will have an archive of that going up over on YouTube.com slash RocketPunchGo very shortly. There may or may not be a cool giveaway. Uh-oh. For those who watch it and okay. maybe interact with the video in the way that we we request you to in the episodes. So maybe you should watch that if you are a fan of anime and get yourself some free things, some contest prizes. Uh-oh. You'll see that go up on Rocket Punch Go. Uh, sorry, YouTube.com slash Rocket Punch Go within the next probably, I would say Tuesday, the time that you're listening to this. Ah, so it's feeling like a Tuesday, huh? It's to you, it was the most important day of your life. But to me, it was Tuesday. 
what was that? M. Bison? That was M. Bison from All the right. Jean-Claude Van Damme good. Uh, good. Street Fighter movie. One of the best bad movies you can watch. Okay, uh, so Pokemon Snap, Advance yeah. Wars, both of which may or may not, we cannot confirm, allegedly could be also Rocket Punch yep. plays related. I've played some other things. I'm not allowed to talk about them because uh, oh, agreements and all that. So. Video games yes. are too secret. Sometimes. Sometimes they're not. Um, so what are you playing, man? So this week has been an eye-opening experience, quite literally, as I have done a lot of firsts this week. All right. So I, I to answer your question, I've been playing Resident Evil 7. Okay. And Resident Evil 7 is a very, is one of the first releases of 2017 that makes me really happy. And here is why. One, Resident Evil 7 is a great video game. It is a, a an amazing reversal compared to Resident Evil 6. Which, did you ever play Resident Evil 6? I watched somebody play it. What, let me ask you this, Will. What do you remember about Resident Evil 6? Absolutely nothing. I find that to be the trend. I remember there was a T-Rex at some point. I remember Albert Wesker had a son that was in this game. I remember Leon was in the game. And I remember this interview where they were like, we think that zombies are way scarier than Los Plagos. And we wanted to bring zombies back for this game. All of which was... I would say that is an incorrect statement that Los Plagos were just as scary as zombies because they actually were zombies. Anyways, long story short, Resident Evil 7 is a fantastic return to form for Resident Evil. Um, it's basically they took, uh, they took the principles that were put forward in PT, mm-hmm. like the, the um, first-person house exploration concept, and they ran with it all the way to a Resident Evil game. Uh, I joked with a lot of people. I was like, they basically finished PT, but it, Kojima didn't make it. So it doesn't have the Kojima bullshit in there. But they finished PT. And that was, in and of itself, awesome. Um, but I want to step further. Okay. Uh, so Resident Evil is available on a lot of platforms. Capcom published this game. So you have it on Steam um, with all of the Steam shenanigans that you get. It's available on Xbox and Windows, I guess, Windows Game Store, Windows 10 Game Store, whatever. Does a Xbox Play Anywhere title, which is huge because it's the first third-party title I can think of that's Xbox Play Anywhere, cool. which is really awesome. Um, however, on the PlayStation side, it is PlayStation VR compatible, um, and this is both great and not great at the same time because it's exclusively PlayStation VR compatible, and there's a whole other conversation about this, but I think that PlayStation VR is the most affordable VR solution. Yes, you are correct. So it in turn becomes one of the lower quality VR solutions. I hate to say it, but that's kind of true. I mean, possibly. I've not really played with any of them because I find VR to be a joke personally. I mean, I've I've worn all three headsets, um, final versions. Uh, I I did get to play with the dev kit for the Oculus as well, but then I played with the final version as well. Um, I mean, they, they go according to price. Like the Vive is by far the best, but it's $900. So it makes, you know, for that full experience. So it makes sense. Uh, the Oculus is probably the mama's porridge. If I'm going to, uh, fairy tale this, it is the, this is just right. But PSVR is super, 
low cost. It's you know comparatively it's for uh three ninety nine, mm-hmm. but it is definitely not up to the quality that the Oculus and whatnot has. However, that is okay. I've been playing Resident Evil Seven in VR on the PlayStation Four. And I want you to know that this is the first v- VR video game that has made me think that VR has a purpose um, and a future that is beyond just VR experiences. I'm using finger quotes here. Right. But okay. um, talking about this game, so the f- I've maybe had about four play sessions, sorry, five play sessions in VR. Um, I do start to get a bit of a headache after about two, maybe three hours of playing. So, you know, it's just like you'd expect you you get about two to three hours of playtime before it's time to take a break. And I think that mileage may vary based on the type of person you are. If you get motion sick easy, then you may have less of a threshold. Um, I don't, I haven't noticed myself getting sick. The first, the first time I wore it, like when I was first playing the game, that was definitely the worst night. Um, mainly because the first hour of that game is really intense, okay, like, super intense. Um, and then it was also like my first time playing a full fledged game in VR, so I was getting a little. I wasn't motion sick, but I was a little off balance. So what you're saying is it's not one of those like uh, proprietary VR experiences. It's more of a, a you're having issues dealing with an actual game that's throwing everything at you. Yeah. Now they did a lot of things to to cheat and make VR accessible. So the two big things that they do is um, you, when you're holding, so the game is designed to, you're holding a controller. So it's not a PlayStation move title or anything like that, but you wear the VR headset and essentially you turn 360 degrees and then you move forward. And that's like you, that's your turning and moving. So kind of the VR headset is taking the place of the right stick. However, you can press the right stick left or right, and it will jump just very quickly jump 30 in 30 degree increments. So okay. if you need to do a, you know, a quick turn to the left, but you don't want to turn your body to the left physically, you can just, you know, give two taps on that and then you're turned to the left. Um, it works really, really well. The other thing they do is if you're, if your face ever clips into something, the screen goes black, which is a little jarring out of the experience, but it keeps you from having weird moments of certain motion sickness, like running into a door and your face like clips through the door, it just cuts to black rather than trying to render the in-between space of the door in a VR headset. Okay, but I, I mean, I can respect that. They're yeah. trying to help you there. Once once I figured out that you can open doors with the X button on the PlayStation, I was like, okay, because I was just running into all the doors and it was happening every time and people were watching and they're like, is that a loading screen? And I'm like, no, it's not a loading screen. It's just me running into the door. Like I physically was running into the door. But then you just press X and it opens the door um, and that works even better because you can press X once to crack it open and then you press X again to like open it all the way so you can get a little bit of peak action going on. Now, speaking of peaking, that is the coolest thing that you can do with the VR by far is the ability to peak and explore environments. Um, there's nothing quite as exhilarating as physically peeking around the corner as you are being hunted by someone with a giant hatchet. Like that is, that was exhilarating. Um, the I'm not going to spoil much of this game at all because I want you to go and I want you to play Resident Evil 7. Um, it is a phenomenal horror game. Okay. The first hour of the game is very intense, so be prepared for that. Um, you Once you get past the first hour, it's a Resident Evil game. Like, I'm talking herbs, 
inventory management, save rooms, tape recorders for, you know, as your, as your save stations, um, puzzles, collecting components of keys, those types of things are all present. So if you think it's just going to be a walking simulator, that is not, and I don't like that term, but it is not a walking simulator. Um, you're in a house that has a lot of square footage. There's a lot of auxiliary buildings, greenhouses, guest houses, um, trailer out front that you do a lot of retreading in the environment, but every time you're going back through these spaces, they're totally different. The basement is also creepy as fuck. Um, well, I mean, I would expect a basement to be creepy as fuck yeah. in a Resident Evil game. This whole house is just super unsettling. But um, Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to put on my noise-canceling headphones, play it at about midnight, and just on my plasma screen. Yeah, I mean, you can... It's scary regardless. The VR took it to a whole other level for me. There is one particular encounter in the game um, that I'm going to talk about in very vague terms so as to not reveal any of the... the plot points or components here. Um, but it is relatively early in the game. So you'll probably get to this within the first hour to hour and a half. But, um, it is a, basically an encounter where you end up in a, you end up kind of in a car. And what I love, there's, there was a two prong love for this, for this encounter. One was the encounter itself that I had and then finding out from someone else that their encounter was entirely different. So I'm not going to talk much about the, the entirely different encounter. I want to talk about my experience with the one that I had. Okay. So essentially I'm in this car and, uh, baddie is jumped in the car with me and is essentially going to ram the car into the wall where a giant metal beam is sticking directly out. So I'm about to get decapitated. Right. And I'm wearing VR headset, right? And the, you know, this character's in my face, like, you know, smack talking me and saying, like, I'm about to kill you, basically. And then the car starts, you know, peeling out and heading toward the wall. And my survival instinct kicks in. And all I can think to do is to duck. So I physically, like, hit the, hit the ground wearing the, the headset. Like, I am crouched all the way down. My character in the game crouches down in the car and dodges the dodges the the pipe and that was when i was like this is freaking cool this is really awesome and this is what i want from vr there was another moment where a basically a monster was like swiping and they were swiping vertically down so it was like a you know they were like jumping at me with their claw and i sidestepped like i moved to the side and my character like shifted just enough to dodge and i was just like this is awesome it is like playing the game with a controller i would not have had those experiences like you can do a lean or a dodge in a game but there was something exhilarating about dodging and then like i watched the claw come down and miss me and then come back up and i was just like like that was for me the moment where i was like okay vr is awesome i'm i'm still not a proponent of like this should be in everyone's home i don't think it's a great product for your home but um i was in a situation where i was going somewhere um to use it someone else's unit and so uh i was like this is great this is perfect because i've got the space that i need i've got everything that i need already set up i'm not having to worry about this myself it was resident evil 7 in and of itself is a fantastic video game vr i think took it to the next level 
And that was uh, that was something I was really pleased. And I'm still in the middle of it. I am not done with the game yet. So I'm still um, chugging through. I'm probably, I'm definitely over halfway done at this point. Um, but it has been, it's been quite a ride. Almost literally. Quite literally. It's like there have been a couple moments where I had to take the headset off to just take a moment uh, to breathe. There are, the first hour of the game is very intense. There's another area in the game that gets pretty intense as well. Um, And other than that, the game is surprisingly accessible. Like, if you're not a huge fan of horror games and you're like, oh my god, PT was so, like, it's not as scary as PT, I don't think. Like, I think that PT was scarier, but Resident Evil is a, it's a video game. Like, it is a full-fledged video game. Like, there are components, there are things at play here, there are puzzles to solve. It is, no joke, it is one of the, like, it's, we already have our document for Game of the Year going for 2017. We, you know, we create that document at the beginning so we can update it through the year. Resident Evil 7 will be on that nominee list, no questions asked. It is that, it was such a breath of fresh air for that series, which had, quite honestly, hit rock rock bottom with 6. Five and six kind of turned me away from that series after playing four. Yeah, so. like, yeah, like four was great. Five was cool because of the co-op component. Like, I really enjoyed that. But if you played that game by yourself, it was misery. Six was just misery from start to finish, even with friends that couldn't salvage that. So it's Resident Evil 7 is if you are able to play it, please do. Because it's on Steam. It's on Xbox. It's everywhere. Now, I have a question, though. Does Resident Evil 7 still have the co-op component? No, it does not. Oh. So this is a single player. This is a single player experience. So they went, I mean, it's, I would say Resident Evil 7 feels more like Resident Evil 1 than it does 4. Okay. Like it is very, very slow paced in a, in a thoughtful way. Like you're exploring these environments because quite honestly, it's a house, right? So it's like, you're going to run out of, like, it's not like Resident Evil 4 where you're going through a village and then you go into a, uh, a mansion and then a castle and then a, you know, a secret laboratory. It's literally you're in a house and you're going through. Now there's a like a guest house and there's like the main house and then the green house, all these different areas, mm-hmm. um, an old house and you're going through them all. It's awesome, but they maximize the use of that area in such a unique way and they make things different when you go back through. The puzzles are smart. They're not. They're not too hard, but they really make you scratch your head sometimes. Um, and you find these videotapes in the environment, and these videotapes kind of fill in some of the gaps. I don't like flashbacks. You know, I don't like flashbacks and dream sequences. I think they cheat. Um, this is basically that. You get this videotape to fill in the blanks of the story, but you play the videotape. So, like, you put it in a VCR, and then it switches to the VHS, like, you know, the colored bars. Yeah. And then that's a segment that you play. Every single one ends with some type of horrifying thing. So it's just buckle up when you get a videotape because you're in for a good 20 minutes of, of fun and excitement. Um, but those are, I've, I've played through three of those so far. I think, I think there's more, but boss fights are great. Enemies are, enemies are unique. Um, from what I can tell so far, it's not a rehash of old enemies. I haven't seen the word T or the prefix T on anything yet. I haven't seen any Los Plagos. I haven't seen anything like that, like that, but they have a really cool um, biological component to the 
kind of the creatures that you're running into and whatnot. So, so no sign of Wesker yet. I don't, I mean, I, so this is what I swore to myself. I said, I said that the two things about this game that I know is going to happen, there's going to be a moment where you push a button and some laboratory umbrella lab opens up. I can't confirm that I've reached that. Like I have right now I'm in a Louisiana house. I also think that Albert Wesker is in this game somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but I feel like the word Wesker will show up eventually. Even if it's just like a word on a piece of paper. It may just be a word on a piece of paper or a picture in a photo frame, but I believe that Albert Wesker is somewhere in this video game. We'll see, though. All right. I am probably two-thirds of the way through, and I mean, literally, I walked. I was playing it this morning, and I had to be peeled away from it for the, you know, the lunch that I had with someone. So it was like, I want to get back to it. Like, I really, I just want to go back and play it. So uh, pick up Resident Evil 7. It's on any of your platforms. And what's great is no matter what platform you get it on, you get the perks of that platform. Xbox Play Anywhere. If you get it on Xbox or PC um, through the Windows Store, Steam, you know, your usual Steam Cloud, Steam shenanigans, and then PS PlayStation, you get PSVR support, and I think it's PlayStation Pro optimized. So if you do have a 4K TV, it's going to look extra crispy. It's right. not very crispy on PSVR. Well, yeah. It's not even 1080p, is it? No, I know. It's like... It feels like Overwatch on low graphic settings. Ooh. So it's, uh, and I think that may have contributed a little bit to the headache that I got of just like, I think low resolution and choppiness, but it's not bad. Like it's definitely playable, mm-hmm. but it is, it is a factor to consider. Um, but if you have a PSVR, I think you should at least give it a shot. It's one of a kind experience. I don't regret. I I continue to play it in VR, even though it would be way easier for me to play it at my home on a traditional controller and TV. I just I want the experience in VR because I feel like it's that's a little bit more rare than just playing the video games. Ooh, that's what I played this week. All right, that's it. That's I've been just pouring time into that. Well then, I think it's time to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Now now we're gonna talk about our topic. And the topic is pretty obvious because we missed January, right? So like January, we were, we did some live streams. We did some events for the most part, January, we didn't really get a chance to do a good rocket punch cast. What's happened in January, Will? Well, obviously Resident Evil 7 came out. That came out. Uh, Nintendo dropped the bombshell on the gaming industry. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. Yeah. You dropped a bomb on me. You're turning me out. We got a price as well as a bunch of other details for Nintendo's next console. Mm-hmm. Um, we are getting Zelda at launch. Yep. And uh, cartridges are back. So I guess it's time for us to switch. Yeah. Over to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, God. We're doing that now, aren't yep. we? Okay. We're going to switch. All right. Gears. Let's, let's do it. Um, to the Nintendo Switch. Yep. We got all the details. And now, if you were um, following us through the month of January, you probably saw we did a Rocket Punch Live event for the Twitch stream. Or for the, uh, sw- wow, the Switch stream. Woo! The Switch we stream on Twitch. the Switch stream on Twitch. Say that five times fast. Um, we did an event for that. I didn't. I was, I was down with the flu then. So this is my first chance to talk about the Switch. I have feelings. Get them off your chest, I have man. feelings about the Switch. First off, that price point is perfect. Thank you, Nintendo, for making the price point perfect. It's $299. dollars 
That is exactly how much the Switch needed to cost. The only disappointment I had is I really, really felt like three or what is it? One, two switch. One, two switch should have been a pack in. Yeah. Now, to be fair, though, a lot of the chatter from the Japanese developers, they're actually shocked right now that it's two ninety nine and not higher. Based off of their experiences with it. That's okay. I think that one, two switch would have done great as a pack in, but at $40 is no. I'm not going to be buying it because all of my time will be going to one. Let's be real. The Zelda, and I will say point number two, the Nintendo switch will be more successful than the Nintendo Wii U because it has a Zelda title at launch. And a unique, a unique Zelda title. It's never existed before. It's never existed before, but any Zelda, the last new Zelda game we got for a console was Skyward Sword on the Wii. I'm so sorry for all of us. It's, I know, right? And it is, we have, we got the tech demo. If you remember at the Wii U announcement, they're like, this is what it could look like. Yeah, we did. And then I think that tech demo became... Do you think that became Breath of the Wild? Probably. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was like them figuring out, okay, we're doing this. We finally have the technology to be able to push this to an open world title. Yeah. Because, let's be real, it used to be open world when it was the NES and the SNES in those days. And then when they went to 3D with Ocarina of Time, they kind of had to wall things off in separate areas, and it was a little weird. Yeah. So it's kind of... It's Zelda going back to its roots. Good. Yeah, I mean, it looks... It harkens more from the OG Legend of Zelda than anything else. Like, yeah. there's a lot of similarities there. And so, uh, I just got an NES Classic, too. So, I've been going back to play old Legend of Zelda. And I am like, great, perfect, awesome. 3D this? Yes, please, let's do it. Also, I like the fact that there are weapons everywhere and you can pick them up. Yeah, that's a, I don't like item durability ever. I think it's the worst mechanic that's ever been put in a video game, but that hopefully Nintendo makes it fun and gives you eventually an item that doesn't wear out. I don't know, like the Master Sword. <laughs> I, I can't even respond to that. We all want the Master Sword. I, well, it's just we like, just don't want it to chip away after we're done using it to beat Ganon's face in. Exactly. It's a, that's just, a, that's like that Fallout New Vegas bullshit of like oh man i got this really good sniper rifle i hope i find another one so that i can continue to use it but oh well wine 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 complain 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 we're still getting a new zelda we're getting a new zelda and that's totally worth it uh surfing grass surfing on the shield shield surfing yep. i guess or uh being able to hang on that kite like you would on a leaf in uh wind waker yeah i'm about that so um, it's really cool also i'm really glad that stamina is being implemented rather than magic like it was in Wind Waker because that was a constant source of anxiety. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Running out of magic and then not being able to to jump around. Uh, there's a song somewhere in that. Jump around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then on top of all of that, cartridges are indeed back. Yeah. Now the cartridges returning, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm actually happy with this because, I mean, solid state storage is at a point now where we can get a 256 gig SD card for like 130 bucks. So, I mean, that's actually pretty reasonable as far as storage costs go. With if you're able to delete and re-download titles like any modern console should, then that's great. Dude, get a SD card, download your stuff to that cuz there's only 32 gigs of space on the Switch. Um, 
the benefit of the cartridges, you don't need to install from them. You can just run the game on it. Yep. Whereas on a disc like on the Xbox and my PlayStation, I had to put a two terabyte hard drive in my PlayStation for it to be viable with the volume of games I have. Yeah. And yes, it's easy to do, but it's a pain in the butt because you got to back everything up. You got to move all your save files because, you know, if you're actually playing video games, you're going to run out of PlayStation cloud space for your game saves. Really? You can run out of that? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is, but it's a thing. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, why don't they just let you have unlimited upload? I don't know. Ask Sony. That's weird. Because it's a PlayStation Plus feature, isn't it? Yes, up to, I think, 150 megs. What? What? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm not. Each platform has its pros and cons. That is definitely a con. Yes, it is. Um, Just like 32 gigs of local storage is a con. Unless everything lives on a cartridge where no installs are required. Yeah, now it has the cartridge that also has a micro SD slot expansion. Yeah. So which, if you're downloading your titles, it's okay. You can carry a boatload of SD cards on you. That brings me to my third point. All right. Which is Nintendo finally, with the exception of the elephant in the room, which is Virtual Console, finally decided to listen to their common sense and fix a lot of the archaic things that have, they've always put in their consoles region free. Yes. The switch is the first region unlocked device. So you will be able to buy a cartridge from Japan or and, Europe or Europe and put it right into your American produced and made Nintendo switch. And it will work just fine. Beautiful micro SD for expansion and transfer. Now to be fair though, Nintendo has been pretty good about putting SD card slots on ever since the Wii and the 3DS. They have. I'm glad to see the switch to micro SD and more importantly, seeing that stay like when, you know, a lot of times when Nintendo makes big changes, they may cut something you like as well. Um, but it was really nice to see them stick with that and then make it micro SD. I think the switch in and of itself is, it has a bit of an identity crisis, but I don't think it's, that's going to hurt it. Like the Wii, like the Wii U had an identity crisis of, people thinking it was an extension for the Wii. Yes, yes, it did. That was a, that put it in its grave. Um, I think the Switch's identity crisis comes from, it feels like a portable control or a portable console, but I don't think it quite has the battery, battery life to be a full, like I'm not going to grab it over my, over my 3DS to go out for a day. Right. You want to know where I, why I would, because I have something in my backpack that's got 20,000 milliamp hours of battery. That's true. If you carry batteries around all and, the time, then yeah. And it will charge off of any USB to USB-C certified cable yeah. and battery pack. So that's almost a moot point for me because I could charge my iPhone like seven times off of that battery. It's just an extra. If, you're, if you don't already have that, it's an extra purchase to make. Or, I mean, 10 bucks, you get a car charger. It also works on airplanes. True. So, I mean, I'm thinking like going, like going out, but I, I, that is another standard that I'm glad they stuck with is USB, right? Like yeah. USB being there. And I can only imagine the accessory makers just piling up with battery grips and, um, well, yeah, because they can be like, Oh, it's USB C. 
let's just have a big old USB-C thing that snaps onto the bottom, yeah. and that's a massive battery. It's just a Done. massive, like, here's basically, we've taken a Game Gear and gutted it, and here you just slide your Nintendo Switch inside, and the battery's three times as long. So yeah. The, we'll see, we'll see what, um, what comes of that. But just across the board, I think that the Nintendo Switch is probably Nintendo's strongest console for gamers. Um, and I say strongest as far as just, like, coming out there and, and talking about it as a, con- as a console for gamers over what I think the Wii and the Wii U were very much focused around non-gamers to get into gaming, right? Like, you remember Wii Sports? Remember, the I think, the 60% non-attachment rate that happened with uh, the Wii were, you know, just like more than half of the Wiis that were bought never bought any games for it. That's because people treat it like a toy, and you buy a toy and you get everything in the box, right? So it came with Wii Sports. That's what we wanted. When the Wii U came out, all those Wii owners didn't come over. Most of the Nintendo hardcores maybe jumped on, but some of them were hesitant until Smash. I, I did not buy it until I knew Smash was coming and Mario Kart was about to come out. Yeah. And I, like, what really sucks now for all the Wii U owners is all of those games that you really love are going to come to the Switch. Like, that we already we already know Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will be coming. And it's only a matter of time until they port Smash. Yeah, so, Smash will be ported, no question. Um, Deluxe Edition, DLC characters, all that included. Yeah, so I'm not stressing on that. I will definitely rebuy those games. I'm actually happy there's no cameras on the damn thing. There isn't, is there? Yeah, which means we're not getting any of that Nintendo like video chat pushed on us. There's none of that 3D camera crap. Literally, there are no cameras. Hmm. I didn't think about that. I'm okay with this. Interesting. If I want to take a photo, I got an iPhone. True that. Because that's just a battery launcher yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's just a feature that's always running that eats more power. Yeah. So, I mean, the I think the Switch is a great new direction for them to take. I hope that... I mean, in conjunction with the Switch announcement was also a new Mario, which... Needed to happen. Any, again, any Nintendo console that comes out must have a new Zelda and a new Mario. We're getting new Zelda launch day. New Mario seems like it's going to be this, this holiday. Probably right before Black Friday. Yep. So Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. Uh, a large theme of hats. Yes. So I'm excited to see where they go with that. Also, Bowser is like totally wearing a suit, a white tuxedo. Oh, no. Bowser was very dapper. In he that is day. ready to go. Throwing his hat at Mario. It seems like a really cool game. I can't wait to get my hands on it. So, yeah. Good job. I mean, I got my Switch pre-order in. We'll be playing it. I mean, who knows? I I am off the third through the fifth. You never know. It's oh no, I'm sorry. Third through. I got a Switch coming in. Right. I got a Breath of the Wild special edition coming in. Oh, you too. If only we had some type of I don't know entertainment video game entertainment network that often live streamed things on Twitch.tv slash rocket punch live maybe just maybe march 3rd would be an important date to go visit that url because maybe they'll have a nintendo switch unboxing legend of zelda special edition unboxing and then immediate let's play just saying what what are you talking about i'm sorry i i don't know of these networks all of these networks so first step one cut a hole in the box Okay. Don't know. Step one is actually head over to twitch.tv slash rocket punch live. 
Then, step two, you want to click the heart. That's going to follow us. Oh, that way you get notifications, right? Yep. You'll see a little switch. You can turn on notifications. I can promise you that on March the 3rd, we will be going live with the Nintendo Switch. As soon as we all receive them. I mean, I will bring it in. I will have the computer set up with the streaming gear, and we will click go live the minute that box comes in. So go ahead and lock it in now because we are going to be doing some Switch stuff that day. I will not be leaving that house. Good. Where I live until I receive both packages. Good. So. Good. Make sure to check out twitch.tv slash Live. We will be covering the Switch to a T all day long. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, I can't wait. Splatoon 2? Yes, we do have a new it's Splatoon. It's going to be dupe. Gonna be, wow, going to be dupe. It's going to be dope. Yes. Uh, Splatoon 1 was great, and I know that they stopped doing the like weekly event stuff, um, which sucked, but now it's coming back. Well, it's going to come back because they were putting their development team to work. Yeah. On the, it, yeah, that's at this point, that's what it was. They were making Splatoon 2. Um, a one... A game I am personally super hyped for is, and I'm I can't say the same I can't say the two words in a row, but I'm gonna try. Puyo 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 Tetris. What <laughs> is coming to the Switch? It's not at launch, but very quickly after during the launch window, Puyo Puyo Tetris is Puyo Puyo, which is a almost Doctor Mario esque game where you have like a, you know two slimes that are. You know, you're going to have to match up colors and make them drop on each other. And Tetris, but it's a battler game. All right. So you'll be playing Puyo Puyo, and then you'll switch to Tetris, and then you'll switch back, and then you'll keep switching back and forth and back and forth until someone loses their cool, and they lose. It's going to be really, really cool, and I can't wait to play that. That will be a, we'll, we'll cover that some way, have some kind of versus match off for Rocket Punch for sure. Hmm. Ideas are forming. Would you go with Tetris or Puyo Puyo? I'm a Tetris kid. Tetris kid. Now, that being said, though, I cannot wait for Dragon Quest. Dragon, Dragon Quest is popular. Um, I don't know if it's as popular here in the States, but... It will happen. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're bringing Dragon Ball Z universe to it. <laughs> Seth's face right now, everybody. It's priceless. You know, it's fine. We're fine. Are you going to buy it again for that? Yeah. <laughs> because I'll be able to take it with me. <laughs> oh, you know what? You do you. You do you, Will. I'm going to be honest. You want me to get me to buy something? You put a Dragon Ball with a Super Saiyan Goku involved. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy it. That Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's Goku. I need that. That's a good way to, to, to sell well on that. Yeah. Um, I, another interesting, so cartridges return. I think that it's interesting to think about this technically. Um, having a game on a cartridge does a lot for the performance of that game. Oh yeah. There's no load times. Everything's just zippier. Everything just rolls. And I am really intrigued to see how, how this goes because Nintendo is always going to do their own thing. I don't see anybody copying them per se, but I believe that playing a game on the Switch will probably be an enjoy more enjoyable experience because of some of those things. Yeah. No load times, just overall faster performance, more reliability. I'd say also more durability. Yeah, because you don't have to worry about scratching it. Yeah, disc. I mean, Blu-ray, Blu-rays are pretty... Scratch resistant. They're pretty resistant to, yeah, to damage, but... Um, 
and then out there like a thousand GameStop employees just cried up and was like, no warranties. And we're like, don't buy fucking warranties. Don't pre-order games. Like just don't. The very rare exception is a Zelda game. I mean, yeah, I pre-ordered the special edition. I actually have two of them coming in just to make sure that when one company inevitably cancels the pre-order because they over pre-ordered, I'll have one. If not, then we'll have a bonus special edition here that I'll probably sell or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm primarily waiting because I want my Sheikah Slate case. That is the number one reason I got it. Like I wanted the master collection to get this, this, the master sword statue, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't even know that existed until it was sold out. So rip. But I was able to lock in one of the special editions with the case. That case is good, too. Also, that soundtrack. The soundtrack. I mean, Zelda soundtracks. I would have bought it regardless. Yeah. I would have bought it on eBay from someone if I couldn't get it in yeah. that bundle. So, um, I, I honestly good. need to get your opinion on something, though. Okay. Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. I do not. No. I, no. No? I, like, it's, it's fine, but, like, I have... I have come to accept the fact that I really don't give a shit about fighter games at all. I've tried street fighter. I've like, I will probably get injustice too, just because I liked the injustice. You think they're going to put injustice on here? No, no. Um, the, like I enjoy smash brothers. I think that like MOBAs fighters are hyper competitive and you have to pour all your time and energy into one game to truly, I mean, you can play it with your friends for fun, but if you want to truly like be the best like no one ever was. Well, but here's the thing. I'm not going to be able to be the very best like no one ever was because I'm not 17 anymore. That, and I, As you age, your reflex is slow. Yeah, and so, like, it, I don't know. I've just never been intrigued with fighting games and like, sure, sharpen your pitchforks and, and come at me, bro. But the... I don't know. It's just that those, they're, they're not... They're not they don't provide much value to me. Like I would maybe spend $10 on one like, or play it for free, like killer instinct, but I would play maybe five or six matches and then be kind of like, okay, cool. This is a video game. Then I don't we, know. Then we got to get you playing Disgaea then because they're bringing Disgaea five over. I mean, soul caliber, soul caliber six will undo all of this and get me back. Into no, no, game. that's not a fighting game. It's a JRPG. Oh no, I know Disgaea is, but I'm just saying soul caliber is the exception. I would get back into soul caliber. I'm okay with that. We need a new Soul Calibur anyway. Yes, after the travesty that was five, we need a new Soul Calibur. We need a top-notch character creator. You just want to be able to be Lord Vader again. Uh, Darth Vader was really cool. We had our we had our squad. We had Broccoli Man. <laughs> Broccoli Man. I had Sailor Dude. Um, what were <laughs> a Lizard Man was one. All right. We had um. I'm trying to remember all the all the people that we had. We had the squad. Hashtag squad rolling. It up. was a hashtag squad of just stupid custom characters that we just we just took online and did stupid shit with. It was really good. Soul Calibur four was beautiful. Rip Soul Calibur. Yep. Oh well. Could be worse. Um, so back to the switch. Yes. Let's switch back over to the switch. The last little tidbit is um, at launch, there will be no video apps, no Netflix or Hulu's or Crunchyroll's. At first, I was kind of upset by this. And then I realized I could pull my phone out and do that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather the video game console play video games really damn well. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I sit on this. I totally and wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't think that there's much to be gained from that. I think it's a great selling point, and I think it should come eventually. But I think for your your year one, it's not important. No. You need to be able to put the game in and play the damn game. Yeah. Do you remember the Nintendo DS web browser that you could buy on the cart? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember it was so cool when I got it because I was like, this was like right around, like right before I got an iPod touch. And then you realized how bad it was. And I, like I got bad and I was like, dude, I can surf the internet anywhere. And then I got an iPod touch like two months later and I was like, well, piece of crap. I am done with that. I am using this now. But the, I think it would be really great if you just got the Netflix cartridge. Or better yet, I'd really like PictoChat to come back. PictoChat. Just for the lulls. I, I will say this. Of everything they've announced about the Switch, the one thing that saddened me the most was the death of Miiverse. Oh, yeah, because then... There's no more Miiverse. And if you've been with Rocket Punch for a while, you will probably remember over at RocketPunchGo.com, which is our website, there used to be a series that we did every Monday called Miiverse Monday. It was one of my favorite articles to write. Um, and essentially, I would go and find anywhere from 7 to 10, sometimes 15, uh, Miiverse posts that were highly entertaining to me that week. And I would post them up there. And Miiverse continued during that, I think it was about a month or two that we did that. It was every single week I was getting hearty chuckles from what was going on at Miiverse. So it makes me super sad to see it go away. I really just enjoyed the quality of the art people would do on the actual Nintendo Wii U tablet. It, you say quality. No, I've you seen some quality. high quality stuff on there. I've also seen some absolute garbage. I loved, listen, there were multiple instances where Nintendo characters would be mashed up with the Dio from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And that is what I lived for. That is what I lived (laughs) for. One of my favorites was, I will say Splatoon was hands down the best Miiverse community. Like Smash Brothers was cool, but Splatoon was like this weird, it was the weird intersection of like, anthropomorphic animal people like squid people like but you know you're a kid you're a squid right but then also like weird tumblr art it was great yeah there was definitely weird and then they did the verses all the time and so i remember the spongebob versus patrick that was a good that was a good week um yeah go back you can go to rocketpunchgo.com um head up hit up the read tab at the top and just go back you can you can search for them. It's called Me Verse Monday. Boy, you're in for you're in for a treat. Oh man. Woo! I mean, the switch is coming. Yeah, it's two ninety nine. Um, what was it? When this comes out, we should be thirty one days out. Yep, within a month. Oh, get ready, people. Yep, it's time. I mean, let let's be real here. We get Horizon. Yeah. Then we get. The Switch with Breath of the Wild coinciding with that. There's another thing coming out that next week. Maybe. Can't remember it. Oh, God. There's a Mass Effect in in March. All right, hold on. Injustice, I think, is that. And then Mass Effect comes out right after that. I'm going to have to hold out on everything other than the Switch. I mean, get the Switch. My plan is Breath of the Wild for two weeks straight. Then Mass Effect until my eyes fall out of my head. 
Uh, I, no. Will's having a crisis here. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a Zelda game in front of me. I can't touch anything else for a while. I mean, I, I I'll have two weeks to enjoy it, but there will be no there will be no substitution. Mass Effect will be played. Sorry, but my soul can't handle that right now. That's okay. That's okay. I'll have to come back when Game of the Year rolls around and pick it up. Yeah, I mean, we will March the 3rd, definitely be on the lookout. Um, You can follow us on social media at uh, Rocket Punch Go on Twitter. Instagram is at Rocket Punch Go or Facebook.com slash Rocket Punch Network. Any of those locations you can follow us. Uh, We will have Nintendo Switch coverage the day it comes out. So make sure to head over and follow us on your platform of choice. Um, that way, when we do have an announcement to make, we will you'll be able to see it. So keep an eye out over there. Um, we had a very successful first anime book club for Yuri on Ice. We are almost done deciding what the next month's anime is going to be. So again, keep it locked into the social media networks. Um, we'll probably talk about it on the next week's episode because we'll, we, will, we will have an anime by then. Um, so that way you can get started watching on your service of choice. And then we will, and by that, I mean, probably Crunchyroll. And then you'll be able to come back at the end of February and we will do a live stream live discussion. So keep an eye out for that. We'll have the announcement for that pretty soon. Of course, our other podcast is Tank and Spank hosted by none other than Mr. William right over there. What's going on, guys? He talks about Blizzard stuff into microphones for about a half an hour. Give or take, yeah. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, remember you get another episode of that each month. What madness is this? So that's patreon.com slash rocket punch. You should go check that out. Um, we will, of course, have more episodes of Rocket Punch Cast coming each week. Also, a new show, Creator Spotlight. Cameron has got a lot of cool ones lined up coming up very soon and we will have those in their own podcast feed now so if you go to the rock or if you go to rockpunchgo.com if you click a uh, if you hover over listen up in the the menu bar you'll see that creator spotlight is now there as well as anime book club so if you don't get a chance to watch the streams or the archives you can subscribe to the podcast and get the audio versions as well um as always we'll have youtube.com slash rocketpunchgo is where all of our rocket punch plays content lives as well as playstation indoctrination are twi- two to three times a week. I guess you'd say recurring show of trying to get Seth to give a shit about PlayStation. Often failing, sometimes succeeding, but then it was actually a ruse to just fail. So I can badmouth them some more. I don't know if I have enough upload storage space on my PlayStation Plus Cloud account to be able to upload any more insults. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I shouldn't have told you about I'll that. I'll have to check and see. I'll have to check and see if my $60 a year is enough to cover that. Uh, of course, Rocket Punch Live lives on twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live. Um, that is it for this week. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is it. This is 51 episodes of the Rocket Punch cast. Let's be real. It's not 51 episodes. We've had way more than that. But 51 official episodes of the Rocket Punch cast are in the bag. As Seth would say, 51 God Bless America episodes. Now, there's something that was brought up to me. All right. That was very detrimental for me to learn. And that was, someone said, Seth, I thought on the prime numbered episodes, you're always supposed to end with the Optimus Prime ending. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I have failed the city. So, 
this is episode 51, which so happens to be a prime number. So I guess it's time for us to transform and roll out. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye, guys.